Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the dream business coach with another fantastic interview. Um, Stephanie and I are working our way down the coast in search of warmer temperatures. By the time you hear this, we're probably in South Carolina by now. But I have a really great guest, Philip Arthurs. Um, He's a CPA, a business owner, evangelist for acquisition entrepreneurship, which is a fantastic term, something I totally believe in. And um, so we're going to have a good conversation there. He is spreading the word about why buying an existing business is the best way to become an entrepreneur and how it's more affordable than you may think. He is the host of the Business Miner podcast, Miner, like as in digging for gold. Philip delivers gold nuggets, there you go, to inspire, to aspiring entrepreneurs. And he's excited to share with us today some helpful tips for, for finding, analyzing, and closing on business deals. Hey, Philip, welcome to the show. Thanks for have, Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Captain Jim, for having me on today. <laughs> and I'm so I'm in my eighth year of doing the podcast. People that have been listening to me a long time, they know instantly this must be Jim's fourth interview of the day because <laughs> my tongue is getting a little tired. Uh, anyway, uh, that's how I roll. There's no editing, no no fixing my gaffes. We just we just roll forward. So I love it. Um, I know what's what's really interesting. Um, and there there goes my uh, little voice in my head riffing off. So let me stop myself. I want to come back to you. Um, I love the fact that you talk about acquiring businesses. You know, when I was um, a much younger lad, about 30 years ago, I was in franchising and I helped, um, I helped grow a chain of um, 14 stores to 80 stores in 18 states through franchising. But the owner that I, that I had worked for with this friend, who was a franchisor, he um, also was acquiring several, it was a bike store. He, he acquired several businesses, grew the company side of things through acquisition instead of planting a bunch of new stores. How did you first come to understand and see the value of, of you know, just acquiring a business for sale rather than starting something new all the time? Absolutely. So, in, so I'm a CPA and I worked for a couple of the largest CPA firms in the country. So I, I got, I've, I've got a lot of exposure to helping clients purchase other businesses. So I, I saw it from that standpoint, um, helping clients and, and performing due diligence. Um, and then uh, I, I was a turnaround consultant where I turned around failing businesses, the banks would hire us. And um, my largest client ended up hiring me as CFO and we went and, and to implement their, their turnaround plan. And while we, when we did that, uh, we bought, several businesses during that time. And I just saw the massive growth that we had in a less than six year period. Uh, you were working and, for a company that was being turned around and, and you helped them acquire new businesses. Yes, wow. Correct. Well, we, so we, we, the, we turned around the business in the first, see, actually the first couple of years we sold uh, several of our, our, business lines that we had. So we sold off a bunch of stuff, sold assets, then we started acquiring newer assets. And then we started buying other businesses um, that were, it's in the same business, but buying other companies. And uh, I, I just saw 
how how fast the company grew uh, from 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 just acquisition alone in less than a six year time frame. I mean, the the EBITDA, the the you know the cash flow that the company's spending off uh, grew like almost 600%. It was like 560, 570% in less than six years. Uh, it, it was quite remarkable. So that right there got me very energized. So I didn't, I didn't have any equity ownership in that business and it, it recently sold here, but, um, and I just saw the, what, what could happen. And, and so I've always helped others get success in their business uh, and, and I want to to do that for myself and also want to coach other people how to do that. So I, I, I'm a go-giver. I like to help people. I, I, that's just my heart. And um, I want to help people realize that we are in a modern day gold rush with acquisition entrepreneurship. And uh, I just want to encourage everybody, just don't miss the boat on this one because this is, gonna, this is huge. And, and, and there's multiple reasons why for that. Um, you know, the baby boomers are retiring at a rate of like 10 to 11,000 per day. Wow. Yeah. I know that, that blew my mind. I had to sit there and do some calculations. I was like, is that impossible? <laughs> when I heard that it was, it was shocking to me. Um, and then, uh, then let's see, uh, I read something that, you know, roughly 40% of small businesses are owned by baby boomers. Now that may be a little bit less now. Cause I think that article I read was probably a couple years old, but so it may be a little less than that, but you know, still probably pretty close to 40% of uh, small businesses are owned by baby boomers. And uh, one of uh, one of the guys I used to work with um, he he's a partner uh, of a transaction advisory group. And he, he mentioned to me that, 70 to 80% of people who try to sell their businesses never end up selling because they don't have a succession plan or they don't have anybody that wants to or has the ability to buy their business. So there's there's a lot of people out there that are highly motivated to sell their profitable business. And that's something else too, uh, Captain Jim, is the uh, the baby boomer businesses, the majority of them are profitable and, and, and have been around a long time. So there's a lot of, lot of opportunities out there. And I just want to spread the word and I want to help coach people how to, to buy it. And, and, you know, at a fraction of the cost of what it would, uh, what it would take to go per, buy, uh, buy some time from a turnaround advisor. Uh, you know, it's, it's insanely expensive, but I want to have it to be affordable and I want to help the buyer. There's so much in, in the industry of business acquisition that, especially in small business now, well, I'm talking 10 million in revenue and less, right? Um, but in that arena, everything is geared towards the seller. Uh, a lot of the buyers, they, you know, they don't have terribly deep pockets to get into this. And so they may not have, can afford to buy a, a, you know, a consultant or, you know, hire a consultant to help them through this or an attorney or anything like that. So, um, it's know, always interesting. It's always interesting. Uh, the definition of small business that you hear from different people. I think you said 10 million and less. And I know other people who would say a small business to me is, is a hundred thousand to a million dollars. And it is right. whatever it is to you, I guess. Right. Um, but is that where most of the people, um, and that's actually kind of the world that I live in. So that's where I'm most familiar. That's where most of my clients have been, et cetera, in the, you know, <clears throat> hundred thousand to a to million dollar price range, you know, maybe right. half a million dollar being the, the average. Um, is there 
opportunities in that range also, or are you just, are you kind of living in the, you know, five to $10 million range or? Well, and, and I'm not talking about that, the purchase price uh, for the business. I'm, I'm actually talking about the revenue. Um, you know, the, once you start getting over 10 million in revenue, uh, you, you get, you start getting the attention of larger institutional buyers and, and it's, you'll get priced out. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll pay insane prices for the, the larger businesses. So that's why I was saying just, you know, 10 million in revenue and less, but yeah, I mean, it, there's opportunities all over. It, it really just depends on what do you want in your life, right? So you have to consider what do I want my life to look like? So if you well, really go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry for interrupting. It's just the way, it's the way I roll. Cause I want to fit as much into this half hour. Sure. What, you know, so if you're looking at acquiring businesses, I mean, when I worked for this gentleman who he, he would just like reach out to the owners, are you thinking of selling? And sometimes it's long before they're even thinking of it, they go, well, actually, cause it's kind of like, uh, is this knock at the door going to be the only one I have? So they right. took him up on it. But when, why would buying through a broker, be better or worse or or is it just different like if somebody wanted to acquire you know i it's interesting you're a cpa i have several cpas that are that are clients and have had in the past and i know one of them um talks about bringing on uh, a couple different uh partners as a as a way to then um have this person be able to kind of retire so to speak you know bring on an equity partner and 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 or acquire another firm do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's a lot of different ways that I think it, it, a lot of entrepreneurs, Philip, if you agree with this, they wake up every day. How do I drive more revenue? How do I drive more revenue? How do I drive more revenue? And in reality, if you're a venture, one of the things I, I believe, one of my definitions of a dream business, it, it becomes a, a, a saleable asset. So you can retire and go sit on the beach or do whatever you want to do. Um, but most people don't think far enough in advance when they do want to sell because I mean, there's a whole bunch of steps, as you know, getting your books ready and things like that. So I, I just asked you about a hundred questions in, in one there, but why don't you take a stab at it? We'll see how good your, your listener you are. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned first about uh, using a broker. Uh, there's some advantages and, and I believe some disadvantages. Um, you know, I'll start with the disadvantages first. So uh a lot of times someone who's going in to buy a small business, maybe they'll go look for a listed business on biz by sell or one of those kind of sites, right? Where these business brokers have listed a business for sale and, and, and I, and I've done it before. I've actually gone through, I'm actually looking for businesses right now, actively heavily looking for my own businesses. Um, Cause I'm trying to grow a big portfolio, but I went through the, the, the business broker route and, and cause they, they'll have some good deals out there. But what I noticed is it is so heavily geared towards the seller. And with all of my experience that I've had over the years, it, it was still a little, you know, it was a little scary because I didn't, I didn't hire, um, you know, I, I've, I've helped clients, so I didn't need to hire. But I just sat there and thought one day, I said, if, if I didn't have the experience that I have, this would be absolutely terrifying to to a buyer going yes. through this process alone. And, and the, the, you know, and that, you know, I didn't talk a big game with the broker or like, you know, I just acted, you know, 
kind of, I mean, uh, naive to, to the whole thing, you know, and, and, you know, acted like I didn't know anything. And, and I feel like it was kind of slanted towards, Hey, this is, you know, they puff it up a little bit. And, and, and I didn't, I don't want to say that they, they lied or anything like that, but they were trying to sway me on things that I, that I knew were big deals that, that they tried to gloss over. So, you know, all that to say is the, the, the broker has the seller's best interest at heart. So, right. And, and I heard, uh, I heard a guy the other day say that the average, uh, the average acquisition takes about, uh, what do you say? 16, 18 months or something like that. And costs $150,000. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. For, for fees. Right. So, um, you know, and, and my coaching program is nowhere near that expensive. Body. I mean, it's a small fraction of that. That um, makes me think, and I, I know this is probably a weird analogy. It makes me think of, um, sadly, if a couple want to get divorced and it's, it starts out amicable, they could just finish it, but then they get the lawyers involved, you know, and it takes forever and costs, you know, a absolutely. lot more money, you know, depreciate, you know, yep. decreasing the available asset or whatever you are going to split. How much money does it take to buy a business, Philip? I mean, I know it's kind of a loaded question because sure. there's different sized businesses but how, how would you answer that well i would say that it's possible to to buy one with little to no money out of pocket but i'm not saying that's a uh, that is a little on more on the rare side but it is possible uh because there's people that will do seller financing um but if you look at it you know a good business that's got good cash flow and you go through sba financing uh they'll do up to a 90 percent loan and you can do 10 percent out of pocket so if I want to go after a business, let's say uh, I, I was looking at one where I could pay, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars, and the revenue was like one point three million, right? Uh, so if if my purchase price was eight hundred thousand dollars, then I could get into that business for roughly eighty thousand. It's gonna be more than eighty thousand because there's closing costs and other things you got to consider. But you know, for under a hundred grand, you can buy a business that uh, generates enough cash to pay your debt service and pay you a really nice salary. I mean, there's this one I was looking at would have, I could have paid myself $150,000 a year and paid the debt service and started growing the business. Um, so, so there's a lot of really good deals. It's not as expensive as people think really. Hmm. Very interesting. So do you ever, well, you got the knowledge, but do you ever suggest that people do it without a broker or I mean, the broker represents the seller, but could 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 somebody who's looking to acquire businesses hire a broker to then? Because like you know, when we bought a boat, you know, there's a there's a person selling the boat or the broker, but we also had a broker on our side who was kind of looking out for our interests. Is it like that in business as well? Yeah. So 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 this ends this this example where the purchase price was going to be eight hundred thousand dollars. The seller's broker would get eighty thousand dollars commission right so so that's what that's what the seller is paying for his side to to handle the the broker's work that he's doing for the seller so you think it's probably going to cost you about <laughs> roughly the same eighty thousand dollars to go hire a a buy side advisor to help you through that transaction potentially. And it could be less, it could be more. I mean, you just got to have a good team. You have a good CPA and, and which, you know, CPAs aren't cheap, but they're also worth their weight in gold. Obviously I, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased by that, but I, I truly believe that. Um, 
but you know, have a good, good CPA and a good, good attorney. But yeah, you could t totally go and buy uh, time from a, uh, I say buy time, hire a consultant to help you with that. Right. You mentioned earlier, I think, being able to buy a business with little or no money out of pocket. Sure. I mean, obviously we see commercials, you know, buy real estate, buy this home, buy this home, you know, no money down. Is it that way in business as well? Yeah. Business and real estate are, are similar in a lot of ways uh, when you're through the acquisition process. Uh, but when there's real estate in the deal that there's, oh man, I'm telling you, there's all kinds of really cool things you can do with real estate, uh, especially when, when you can like refinance the real estate uh, later down the road. But, um, and that's a, that's a whole nother long conversation. But, right, but, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of motivation. Uh, if the seller really truly understands that 70, 80% of these deals never close, they want to sell, but they can never sell. Well, you know, they, there should be some motivation there, right? Uh, and they want so to that prompts the question. What, I'm, that prompts the question. Why do they not close? I mean, when it gives a chance for the buyer to do due diligence. What are the top three mistakes that um, would prevent a deal from going through? Sure. Once they okay. start doing deep dive on the books, I guess. Sure. Insufficient financial records is a big one. Uh, okay. People want to see at least three years, and a lot of small businesses, they actually don't. Um, they they live out of the business and, and a lot of them don't report their earnings to the IRS. And then you go and say, well, your tax return said you made this much revenue. Well, I actually made about 200,000 more than that. Well, That's so funny because I yeah. I, yeah. And when, when sometimes I'll advise when I'm giving advice to my coaching clients, of course I say, look, I'm not a CPA. I'm not an attorney, but you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, they run, th you know, they run their cell phone. They run a lot of things through the business as a way. First of all, it's just because why not have a business? But the second thing is it's reducing your profits and therefore your tax liability. But then when you go to sell the business, it looks like your business had no profit. So how That's do you turn right. that around? Yep. So, so there's that. And then, and then also because in small business, it's geared so heavily towards the seller that it, it, it's scary to the buyer and they get cold feet and they back out. Um, and then of course, there's always the, you know, some businesses, they are not really businesses. They, they're a self-employed person trying to sell what they've created. But if you take that self-employed person out of their so-called business, it doesn't run, right? It's got to have them. So I always ask them like, hey, could you go on a two-week vacation, turn off your cell phone and you come back and you still have cash, the same cash flow coming in and your people are, are able to operate without missing a beat. That's a big deal too. So that's another reason. I mean, I, there's, there's deals that I've walked away from recently because I realized that I'd have to be a technician. So for everyone who knows the book, the E-Myth, which I highly recommend any small right. business owner needs to read that book, but you got the, the entrepreneur, the technician and the manager. And a lot of times when you're you know small, you have to be all three, but, but when you start looking at companies that are over a million in revenue, they should be about to the point where they have management in place and, and somebody that can lead without the owner actually having to be so heavily involved. So anyways, th th that's my two cents on that. Sounds good. So um, we only got about five minutes um, left, Philip. So if somebody's thinking of uh, somebody's been in business, whether it's five years, 25 years, but, you know, thinking, you know, I don't want to do this forever. What is the general time frame for preparing to market your business? And what would be the first, you know, one or two steps that you should take? I would say three years minimum. Right. 
Um, and then once I got ready, I would probably meet with um, a, a transaction advisor. And, and I know, I know plenty of them. Uh, so, you know, if anybody wants to reach out, you know, I'm glad to, to make referrals there. Uh, but, but I would reach out to a transaction advisor and they will, they will walk you through step-by-step step. here's, and they'll lay out a plan. Like, here's what you need to do to now a good, a good advisor is going to run you about four to $500 an hour mm-hmm. that in mind. So that's, it's, it's not super cheap, but they can, they, that, that's a small price to pay to be able to get, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousand dollars more for your business. Yeah. The return on investment for good advice. You know, when, when Stephanie and I sold our home, you know, we had a, a professional home stager come in. We had professional photo- photographs, et cetera. And so we're laying out money and each one of those people was worth their weight in gold. I mean, right. we were able to, they, they know things that we didn't. It's not mm-hmm. just a clean house. I mean, it was crazy. So I, in the business world, it's the same thing. They're going to look at it. Things that you see every day, like I guess the term would be fresh eyes. They're going to look at it with fresh eyes from the buyer's perspective and tell you to what to fix. So yeah, that's, that's, that's inexpensive in my world. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, we looking at businesses from the buyer's eyes and as I've done, you know, a bunch here recently, um, you there's little tiny things that that they you could tell the seller didn't even think about like it's even as small as their their google ad having the wrong phone number on it so yes google ads are not cheap and and i I saw it recently where they their phone number didn't even link to their actual phone number it was it was like the number was 0097 and it should have been 0997 Right. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. And they spent a lot of money on the marketing and nobody's calling. <laughs> wow. So what if, yeah, I, I love when I do these interviews and I look up and like half an hour has gone by. I'd love to have you back sometime because Absolutely. I think we've just scratched the surface, but um, I know people are probably like, don't forget to ask them how I want to get in touch with them. I know you got your, your podcast called the business minor. So go ahead and give your, uh, your four one one information, Philip. Absolutely. So, so for your listeners, um, I've got some, some free freebies out there uh, and, and they can go to the business minor that's minor with an er.com forward slash D B R. So the business forward slash D B R there's a free letter of intent template out there. Um, I'm offering a free for your listeners. I'm offering a three free 30 minute consultation. And then if you are interested in the coaching program, there's a way to, to sign up for a call for that as well. And we can talk about next steps on, on becoming a business minor and taking advantage of this modern day gold rush. Cause I'm telling you, this is going to be huge. $10 trillion of business value will have to switch hands from the baby boomers. Oh my God. That's crazy. And yeah. by the way, if you're, if you're driving and a little slow in the uptake, DBR's dream business radio. So the business forward slash DBR. Philip, thanks so much, man. This was a, a really great uh, interview. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Thank you, Captain Jim, for having me on. I love talking about this stuff. My pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Philip Arthurs. Remember the dream, excuse me, the business the business minor, minor with an E dot com forward slash DBR. That'll get you some great information and an offer to uh, talk with Philip, who clearly knows what he's talking about. I kind of know what I'm talking about, too. So you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in my coaching program, that's dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. But 
That is it for this week. Until next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.